Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. It's time now for today's edition of The Bigger Picture. Seven weeks now since the Russia-Ukraine conflict began and started having an impact around the world. How might all of this play out? You're going to be doing a deep dive into this, Ryan. That's right, folks. We've seen prices go up and we've seen that with the latest inflationary data coming out from the US at more than 40-year highs. So where does it go from here? We have some help from BNY Investment Management they've come up with a probability tree of how the Ukraine war will play out. Four scenarios. Let's get into it with Anindar Mitra. He is the head of Asia Macro and Investment Strategy from BNY Investment Management. Morning, Anindar. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. Very well, thank you. It's been quite a busy few weeks, especially with what's going on in the backdrop. And you've come up with a bit of a game plan of how things could play out. And you've got odds assigned to some of those scenarios. Walk us through your probability tree. What's in it and what are the odds of each case? Sure. So normally when you come up with an investment thesis, you'd have a central scenario and the tail risks. Now, given where we are today at this juncture in the global economy, coming out of a pandemic and supply side shortages, but hitting the war in Ukraine and a spike in commodity prices, we've completely rejiggered the outlook for our clients and our boutiques. So what we have in front of us are basically four key scenarios. The investment landscape, the macro and investment landscape is highly bimodal. So we have two big scenarios where we head towards a recession. And if the war abates or is, becomes localized, we could see a return to normal. But there's two other scenarios. These two scenarios are really a function of the policy response and market liquidity. And on one hand, you can get over-tightening, which uh, results in a liquidity crunch. Or you have a scenario where central banks actually step off hiking steadily or aggressively. And in that case, you could have an inflation surge. So it's almost like it's hard to find mm. a very good scenario which captures, you know, which has the biggest likelihood of materializing. Uh, in a best case, and only the war abates, you have perhaps a, a third of a chance one in three chances of a decent macro and investment outcome for this year. Yeah, and so you've got four scenarios, pretty much just to sum it up, a short conflict, a prolonged conflict, and also scenarios which will lead to a possible liquidity crunch. And this really raises a lot of potential problems, inflationary pressures, a potential recession in Europe, energy prices staying higher. And if you look at the latest inflation picture right now, we've just got data from US, 40-year highs. But it seems like questions are being now asked. Are we seeing a peak in the inflation data? Because on a monthly basis, it seems to be slowing down 0.3% from the prior month's 0.5%. What's your take on where inflation is going? You're right in pointing that out. However, one month's data does not make a trend. (laughs) So it's encouraging, no doubt. And there are the drivers of waning momentum, if you will, and inflation have been there for some time. Real wages have been eroded by the spike in gas prices and higher inflation. And we have seen some normalization of supply chains with the rest of the world recovering. However, the reason I'm cautious is because of the lockdowns in China. And that's going to once again already resulting in port clogging and logistical scrambles. And that could once again delay, if not derail, the supply chain improvements, which many of us are expecting. So I'd be a bit more cautious at this stage and not necessarily declare that 
the war against inflation has been won just yet. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the data. Inflation adjusted average hourly earnings actually in March dropped 2.7%. Yeah. So wages not keeping up with inflation there in the US at least. If you look at the earnings season that's going to be underway soon, what's your take on how this will impact businesses in terms of rising costs, squeeze margins? How much can companies pass on to the consumer? Well, that's exactly the thing. So up until now, they have been able to pass on higher prices, but as price pressures have stayed elevated, what businesses face are rising input costs because of higher wages that they're paying out as well as higher raw material prices and, and so on. So I think the, all the elements of profit squeeze down the road are coming together. I'm not a corporate analyst who give you specific guidance around what we expect in specific sectors, but you know these are the ingredients that we have in place of a prolonged, in the case of a prolonged conflict and which ultimately pressurizes corporate profitability mm. as well. All right, and just to wrap things up, how should investors be positioning themselves now in the coming quarter? So stay defensive. We like short duration parts of the market, which are likely to outperform long duration assets. The immediate outlook for equities, I'm afraid, is poor. But, you know, stuff that where the P ratios are low, which means you don't have to wait for a long time to realize, to get companies to realize their earnings and high dividend yields. That's the kind of stuff we like at the moment. And that's what we're sticking with. Okay. Are you looking at the more defensive companies in the usual defensive stocks like REITs and banks? REITs and banks, but also, you know, utilities. These are stuff that has to go on. You know, you still need your power and all that. (laughs) Stuff that is less pro-cyclical, if you will, to the overall state of the economy or even to the policy cycle, consumer staples and so on. And banks, yes, insofar as the yield curve does not invert, stay inverted for an extended period of time, I think banks should also do well. But in the event of yield curve inversion, that drives more concerns about banks earnings as well. All right, we've been chatting Anita Mitra. He is the head of Asia Macro and Investment Strategy for BNY Menon investment management and it has been great chatting with you and hope to catch up with you again soon likewise thank you very much before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a-w-e-d-i-o available on google play or the app store